0: want to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode and let everyone know that the next seven day fasting lifestyle challenge registration link is live you can go to the show notes click the link for more details or you can go to www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live wanted to speak directly to you if you've been listening to the podcast maybe you're new and just getting started or maybe Um, you've been fasting for a while and really trying to adopt that lifestyle and the scale just won't move beyond that two to four, three to five pounds each week, or maybe you feel like you've hit that dreaded weight loss plateau, or maybe the hunger, or as my wife likes to say, the hangriness has snuck up and bit you on the backside and you just can't seem to get away from those cravings, or the consistency of your fasting schedule just isn't allowing you to get back on track if you've fallen by the wayside. This seven-day lifestyle challenge is exactly for you. It's coming up in the near future. Please don't miss out on this opportunity. We are super excited to be leveling up this experience and leaving that diet baggage behind, giving you the confidence and the habits to build that long-term weight loss and fasting lifestyle success. Go to the show notes, you can click the link or www.thefastingforlife.com com forward slash live. We will hope to see you on the inside. And now to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Watter, and I am here as always with my good friend and colleague Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey Scott, how are you? Doing great, my friend. We are one day away from the start of the challenge tomorrow, as you guys just heard in the challenge promo. So we are fired up, ramped mm-hmm. up, ready to roll. However, As we do every single week, we are going to hope to bring some value and some nuanced conversation to the fasting lifestyle and how fasting can be a transformational uh, way to lose the weight and keep the weight off for good. So if you are new to the podcast, feel free to go back and listen to the first couple of episodes about Tommy and I learn a little bit more about why we started this, our journeys. And uh, then we're going to unpack a conversation today, Tommy, that I think will be... Uh, relatable to the majority of us fasters uh, that are listening, that are living as a, fa- a fasting lifestyle in a mm-hmm. in in a um, I'd say uncommon inv- surrounding environment, right? So we are <laughs> the salmon swimming upstream. Yeah, we are the ones, uh, as you're going to unpack later, bringing the diet yo-yo dieting lifestyle baggage with us through the the uh, through the years, mm-hmm. and we're going to leave that construct behind. But we do need to talk about it and be clear about why it matters. So we're going to talk about a study and kind of zoom out today and try to fill in the holes with some actionable things, as we always do on every episode. So I'm just going to start it off, Timing? You ready? Yeah. Ready. Let's, do, Let's it. do it. The study that we're going to be referencing is insulin sensitivity determines the effectiveness of dietary macronutrient composition on weight loss in obese women. And why does that matter, okay? And it matters because there's a lot of things in there. Most people come to fasting for weight loss. Most people have tracked their calories and Mm. have had limited success or short-term success and not long-term success. Most people have dieted. Um, You might not know what insulin sensitivity or insulin resistance is, but it is part of the calorie in, calorie out equation. It is part of the weight loss sustainability equation and I'll tell you, it is an equation that can be pretty overwhelming for a lot of people, especially if you've had multiple attempts and multiple failures like you and I had until yep. we started, started to adopt
1: fasting. So many failures. And um, what I what I really like about this, this particular study and just this conversation in general is the fact that sometimes that diet baggage that you mentioned can come with us from one diet to the next or one attempt to the next one. Well, for me, it was one failure to the next over the years and years and years and decades. And part of the problem there is that we we don't even know sometimes that we're holding on to this diet baggage or where it came from exactly. Because each time we go into a new diet or a new regimen or a new meal plan or a new tracking model, some sort of you know, recommendation or some sort of plan, it, it comes some with some macro it.
0: profile, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It comes with it certain habits that have to be that have to be learned and reinforced and used in order to fit into the plan. Well, the problem then becomes that sometimes we leave the plan behind because we've used it so many times and unsuccessfully that we realize, you know what, that's probably not the plan for me. Let me let me leave that in the wayside. But sometimes the habits come with us. And so when we take habits from a plan that hasn't been working, they can, find themselves creeping into what should be a good plan or something that should find, we should find success with, but because we're using some of those old habits, then all of a sudden we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot.
0: It's interesting because those things become ingrained in us at a very early age as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk a lot about that, you know, finish your plate before you can have dessert, right? Or, or tying events around life events with food and celebration and cakes and, and all of this stuff. And we're going to talk about processed versus ultra processed versus minimally processed foods at, in this conversation today, just briefly. But the, one of the biggest questions that we get is, okay, well, you know, oh, if you guys are fasting, you must be keto. Or if you guys are fasting people, you must be low carb. If you guys are fasting Mm -hmm. people, You know, carbs carbs are the devil. Or, um, Mm. you know, in insert carnivore is the only way, right? Well, my doctor said this, or I read about this, or I had a friend that lost a hundred pounds doing this, right? So, there's so many different arrows pointing in so many different directions. The main takeaway is that you need to figure out what is going to work for you, and that's what we preach, and that's why we have resources you know like during the challenges we have or the continuity membership is people have the the recipe packs right mm-hmm. you have the ability to pick your higher protein your lower carb your vegan your vegetarian whatever it is that lifestyle that fits you and the reason i really like this study is because it's it it what it found is that people who were insulin resistant right and we'll mm-hmm. we'll give you the exact numbers here in a second did better with low carb higher fat while those who were insulin sensitive so that's a good thing did better dare i say with high carb low fat
1: mm-hmm.
0: and <laughs> if you're in the performance let's say you do a 20 a, a 6 week boot camp or a 21 day a 21 day reset or a 12 week lifestyle overhaul program then the timing of the food doesn't really matter. It's it's the it's the quality, the, the macro breakdown of the food that's really the target. And yeah. I'll tell you from personal experience that that has failed me multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times. But what this study showed was that there is going to be a major change between... Now, this study was done in obese women. And I'll give you some statistics here in a second. But it was a smaller study, so there were some limitations, of course. But that... To, to to zoom out and to see that what you did, and you've already talked about this, to get to your certain point where you're at is going to be different than what you need to do to sustain it long term. Yeah. And it, it kind of like stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, we talk about maintenance or beginning with the end in mind or finding that lifestyle piece that fits you as an individual. Yeah. Well, it's going to change. So The beauty of fasting is it can simplify that process and kind of take away that, that increased need to be so specific and so granular all the time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And to continue to restrict more and more and more in order to see increasing results or continued results.
0: Oh, I can't sniff a carbohydrate up scales going up. Right? Right. Right. Like you like to say you paint yourself into a corner. Or yeah. restrict yourself into a corner
1: yeah and, and and we see that we see that a lot and because unfortunately when you finally get to fasting sometimes it's in a moment like for me of desperation where it was like i know i've tried everything else what is this fasting thing i guess i'm finally open to the idea of fasting but the the problem there is that if i'm pulling too much of that diet baggage with me and I've been restricting and restricting and restricting, I may be at a point to where I'm either afraid of carbohydrates, I'm afraid of having a larger meal that actually feels satisfying, or I'm afraid of having too many calories, or I, I feel like I need to break up my, my meals into all these smaller meals, like I've been conditioned to do. To stimulate my metabolism or insert, yes.
0: insert habit or mindset, thought process
1: anywhere yeah. in, that, in that spectrum. Yeah, the, the problem is that can continue to reinforce the, the things that aren't working in my physiology right now because I have the weight to lose because I'm insulin resistant. And now breaking them up into smaller meals is actually worse for my insulin spikes. And then it's furthering the bad habits that continue to, to lead me away from long-term results. And so then it can feel like, well, I guess this fasting thing isn't working either right? Yeah.
0: And it's, it's interesting because we talk a lot about insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity. So how do you know that number? Well, it's a fasting insulin test, right? you got to get some blood work done. It's not something that's commonly ordered or talked about, or even the reference range can be confusing. So we have an insulin assessment on the website. You can download it. It'll give you a subjective idea of kind of where you are on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, Could you have some insulin resistance? And the answer is probably yes, but it's good to know what that number is. And I love this study because this is in obese, non-diabetic women, right? And there is an uh, insulin-sensitive group, and then there was an insulin-resistant group. The insulin-sensitive group had a fasting insulin of less than 10, and the obese, non-diabetic, insulin-resistant group had a fasting insulin of greater than 15. And the normal reference ranges that we've seen have been anywhere from five to six, all the way up to 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And ideally the lower the number, the better, um, being under that, you know, five to six range is probably ideal in terms of an overall health and metabolic profile. So this group was really the majority of the people that come to us that we hear from. And uh, in the, in the, in the people that we see in our challenges are this age group of, you know, 23 to 53-year-old females that fall somewhere on this spectrum. And right. we do talk about specific, you know, uh, you need to find a way of eating that's going to be sustainable for you. We're not talking about eating cakes and pies and yodels for breakfast, right? Right. Um, but, or, or with every meal. But the interesting thing here was how they categorized the low carb, high fat versus the high carb, low fat group. Now, do I believe, you know, read the book Grain Brain, do I believe that we should be consuming, you know, uh, highly processed, highly refined grains every day with every meal? No, but there's, Mm. there's also a, a simple way to shop the outside of the store, right? Where all the non boxed, like real live food that goes bad, right? Is a place to be. So Mm. just, I want to give you just the numbers, Tommy, and then we can unpack it is so the, the um, again, under 10 or greater than 15, obese, non-diabetic, insulin-sensitive, or insulin-resistant women. So looking at the breakdown of the two different groups, we have the low-carb, high-fat, and the high-carb, low-fat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Low-carb, high-fat, and the high-carb, low-fat. So the high-carb, low-fat group, right, which is the, the group that has the insulin sensitivity, right, the number under 10 – that was a 60-20 split. So the fat was about 20% of the car- the macro breakdown and the carbs were about 60% of the macro sure. breakdown. Mm-hmm. Now in the other group, which was better for the higher insulin resistant group, the group over 15, that was the low carb. And to me, this isn't really low carb. If you're in the low carb world, the 40% sure. number is kind of going to smack you in the face, right. but it was a 40-40 <laughs> split. So 40-40 and protein was only about 20%. So we definitely recommend uh, increasing that protein number and decreasing mm-hmm. the carb number in the beginning if you've got the insulin resistance and you've got the cravings and you've got the carb dependency, that's gonna be your best bang for your buck in the beginning, which is what we do during our challenges and during the, the continuity, the weekly schedules, um, because that's typically where people kind of enter the the stream, like swimming mm-hmm. upstream, like I alluded to, like being a salmon earlier, living right. in a living in a constant, world of of convenience and consumption like we're we're doing mm-hmm. the opposite right so right. looking at that split the results were incredible that the insulin resistant women on the low carb high fat diet lost like 13.4% of their initial yeah. body weight and that was that was like all right sign me up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like knowing Knowing where your insulin sensitivity was meant that if you chose your macro breakdown correctly, you were able to lose basically twice as much weight as if you had chosen incorrectly. And to your point, that low-carb group wasn't even that low-carb, but the difference between the two groups, if you were matched for whether you were more insulin-sensitive or more insulin resistant, if you chose the macro breakdown correctly, you got double The results as if you had chosen incorrectly and that that is incredible information to know and that that speaks to why at different points in your weight loss process one macronutrient breakdown might work significantly better than another and let alone the fact that just because you have weight to lose doesn't necessarily mean you're highly insulin resistant all the time but also Even if you don't have much weight to lose, you might still have substantial insulin resistance too. So there are are outliers on both sides of that that spectrum. And to understand where you are means that you can choose your macro uh, breakdown appropriately.
0: Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He's our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is, Uh, We were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is, Uh, We had a feeling that it was something that we were missing, and the indoor air air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days, in some cases up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors, and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money, and they have not done the results that air doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room they filter out 99.99 percent of dangerous contaminants that includes pollutants such as allergens pollen pet dander dust mite mold spores and even bacteria and viruses so i don't know what it was that was keeping them up but it is now gone so air doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money back guarantee so if you don't love it send it back for a refund minus shipping Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to 300 dollars off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Yeah. And that was the cool thing about this 16 week intervention is that if you were in the right group, you killed it. You lost 13.5 <laughs> or 13.4%. Yeah. Um, and now here's the thing. If you were in the, I chose incorrectly group, or they put you in the, in the <laughs> right. incorrect group, right? Yeah. We like to say, choose your own adventure. You still lost, uh, you know, six to 8%. So there was still a benefit to, to use following that maker macro breakdown, but that's where the conversation about ultra processed versus, you know, more natural foods comes into play. And mm-hmm. also the fact that we're fasting can stack the hypercaloric piece of this, meaning that you don't have to worry as much about the, the, the macro breakdown fasting can allow you to almost like accelerate that process where it's going to put you in a deficit. And if you eat intentionally with the idea of non- uh, ultra processed food so the stuff that like you know it's like an entire dinner in a box like hamburger helper right. and you just have to add water right yeah. versus the sweet potato that's chilling out beginning to rot if it stays there too long <laughs> you know in the produce section right yeah. so it's like well yeah have the banana versus the you know the the wonder bread or the yodel or the twinkie that could you know mm-hmm. that could last through you know decades on the shelf because <laughs> it's so filled with laden preserve. I think I've seen a video once where they they tried to burn a Twinkie and it wouldn't light on fire. And then they like, (laughs) they, they blowtorched a piece of like 85% cacao and it like, just like melted. Right. Right. So it's like the idea that our food should be more on that non processed side. If you're putting good nutrition in and not overstressing or over getting too down and dirty into the details and being like, well, I can't sniff a carbohydrate because the scale is going to go up. Well, the reality is, is that you could eat a a steak with some higher fat content and the scale could go up too. Well, guess what? It's just one small little piece of the equation. And that's why I love the idea of zooming out to the fact that, you know, the individualness of this is really more than just hitting a macro. It's how do you feel? How is your sleep? How is your stress? How's your support system? How Mm. long have you been chronically restricting and painting yourself into a corner?
1: Yeah. Here's the other superpower about fasting too, is even if you are in the more insulin resistant side of that camp, which means that you should be focusing on the the lower insulinogenic, the the lower carbohydrate. if you if you were designing your macro system, the one that's more effective, you would you would want to reduce those carbohydrates some at least for now till you get um, less on the insulin resistant side. But the cool superpower about fasting is that, When we start restricting those meal timings, we start to be able to pull the insulin levels down and we start to regain that insulin sensitivity, which means that we don't have to be quite as concerned with the exact macronutrient breakdown in order to start seeing some phenomenal results. And when we start seeing the scale move, like we do like during a challenge, let's say, and we start to see those wins now it becomes where like wow like i know i know i'm heading in the right direction i can now start to do more of what's working and feel excited about it enjoy the process and that's that's a a complete 180 from where i used to live in the low and slow diet mentality that wasn't working like it's it's incredibly different it's so cool
0: you do not have to track to have success with fasting Exactly. at some point we may ask you hey go track for 10 days if you've been at a plateau and mm-hmm. you're stuck and maybe you've lost some weight and now you're at a plot and you just can't figure it out and your cravings have gotten worse because typically with fasting and one of the superpowers is your your hormonal signals will balance out and the cravings for that stuff that ultra process stuff will go away yeah, right. and then you're sitting here going huh yeah i used to like i don't even want that anymore right, right. so <laughs> like you don't have to track but there are benefits to knowing you know, what's going on at certain points along that journey. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea that you can zoom out and zoom in when needed, and you're not chronically stuck in this zoomed in, you know, unsustainable for the most mere mortals, right? For the unsustainability yeah. for a lot of us to get that, to become that 5% that keeps the weight off or that 12% of the population that's metabolically healthy. So really, I know, you know, eight times a year, we we have a podcast that drops the day before a challenge starts, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably like, man, these guys, it's always the challenge. The cha- <laughs> well, yeah, the challenge is about the people that are sitting out there that are listening, going, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I have that pain point. I have that yeah. sticking point. I have this diet baggage that I, I just can't seem to get rid of. And in the yep. seven days during the challenge, all the live trainings are in the Facebook group. We have a Zoom link. Um you have access to all the resources. We bring you into the the continuity group, the private face VIP Facebook group on Facebook. Yeah. And it starts tomorrow, right? So it's like, yeah, we're going to talk about it today because I we get 15 to 20 messages every single time we do this, which is 8 times a year. Oh, is it too late to join? Well, yeah, it is after it starts. Right. Because you're already a day behind. And we know the people that don't start on day 1, like we know you. Okay? Yeah. That's like, we love you, we appreciate you, but get us next time, you know, Mm -hmm. get us in the next eight weeks when we do the next one, right after this one's over. We don't want you to miss that opportunity. And we want you to be able to zoom out, take the pressure off and still get results during the seven days, which is the most incredible thing. Like we track everybody, like we know, you give us the data. We know Mm -hmm. you're gonna get results if you engage. The average weight loss, six to eight pounds. You're like, wait, in a week? Well, then what happens? Well, guess what? We talk about that too. We give you the tools and, and what you need to feel confident that we can zoom out away from the macro breakdown, away from the tracking, away from the diet baggage, and give you the support you need over those seven days. So I'm super pumped that it starts tomorrow um, because you know if you've been in a challenge or you're gonna join this one, which I'm hoping you're going in the show notes and clicking the link right now, thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. I'm gonna say it every day of the challenge that every day of the challenge is my favorite day of the challenge because it's the amazing, incredible experience that we have with you, you know, as a fasting lifestyle challenge group. And I, I don't know, man, it just, we wouldn't be doing eight of these a year and we wish we could do more, but there is some time where we need to like stop, take a breath, reset, and then go yeah. again. But yeah, this 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 re- rhythm of accountability of every six, six uh, to eight weeks of doing these challenges has really been, just transformational in the results that we see with people.
1: Yeah, it absolutely has. And like the, the really cool thing is, is if, if I think back at my last plateau that I couldn't get past, like that is a very frustrating thing. And so to imagine myself on the other side of that, like in the moment, it can almost be hard to go. Yeah, I can, I could I can, I can imagine what that feels like being through this plateau. Cause sometimes I feel like it, it can feel like I've been stuck for so long that I don't know what that would feel like or I can't imagine it. Right. So, so it's really cool to watch that happen for a group of people as they go through the challenge and actually busting yeah. through that plateau and then yeah. going, oh, wow, there is a lot of hope on the other side of this. I can start to see how to put the pieces together and how I can make this work sustainably long term and and that that's just it it's so cool to be to be part of that process with everybody so i'm i'm super looking forward to it too and i i think that that understanding where you are where your insulin resistance or insulin sensitivity is what what you could be doing a little bit better right now to get the process going, how you can add fasting on top of that to really give yourself and your results some superpowers is just an incredible opportunity. So i um, looking forward to this. And I, I think this is a, a really good conversation that, that I wish I could have heard a few years back.
0: Yeah. And I want to say one thing, too. If you're brand new and you're like, wow, OK, uh, no, not the right time. Doesn't match my <laughs> schedule. I'll catch the next one. I just started fasting like last week. We got you too. Yeah. We have a beginner ramp-up schedule where we literally use fasting windows anywhere from 18 up to about 36 40 hours depending on your skill level and your experience level to really push through and and teach you the the necessary things that you can take with you and put into your day-to-day life just like we talk about on this podcast. So if you're mm-hmm. new we got you. If you're advanced and you're stuck at a plateau, we got you. If you're just sitting here going, what the hell is a challenge? Check the link, thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. Today's conversation zoomed out a little bit. We had the cool research article, Tommy, and I'm just excited to see the comments and the feedback that we get on this episode. So um, as we wrap up today, as always, sir, appreciate the conversation, appreciate your time, uh, and I'll talk soon.
1: Thanks. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start
0: Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.